We, we have some people here um, uh, in the building that are, um, um, we're allowed to, you're allowed to attend your place of worship to have personal prayer or contemplative prayer, but we're not allowed to have group meetings. So, so um, the church will be open to anybody that wants to have personal prayer. We have a, a, a couple of people here that are personally praying today. And uh, it's just interesting. I have no idea where this is going to go. They told us two weeks. But they also told us that the border was going to be closed for just a couple of weeks. And uh, now they're telling us that they're going to review it in, in December. <laughs> so that's been since March. So I, I don't know who to believe or what to believe. But I do know that the Bible is our answer. We can always turn to the Bible, and that's where we want to turn today. We're going to be about the, the business of the Lord. Thank you for uh, joining us online, those of you that can. Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, up on Facebook, and you can uh, access it anytime during the week as well. I want to talk from uh, Matthew 25. Last week I talked from Matthew 25 as well, um, but it's, I'm not going to just repeat last week. I'm going to move on. God's always moving. And uh, one of the one of the cries of people's hearts at any time is, I want to see Jesus. I just want to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. And there's a way that we can actually see him. That he tells us about, and I want to talk about that today. We can recognize our Lord. And see him. And so, if you if you wanted to turn to Matthew twenty five, um, we'll we'll be reading from there. He is so good, all of the time. Um, just so you know, uh, we will continue to uh, send out emails um, uh, to update the church and what what's happening. Uh, we are not having. Uh, any other meetings during the week? Our Monday night prayer meet, our men's meeting is is uh, has been postponed. <laughs> the ladies' uh, Christmas gala, which is always so much fun, uh, has been postponed at least a week because the this order is supposed to go to December seventh, I think, and and um, we were going to have our ladies' meeting on the fifth, so maybe we'll have it the week after. Um, and uh, the ladies' Bible study, I don't know what's happening there. The ladies communicate among themselves. I am not of that persuasion, so they don't talk to me about what ladies do, <laughs> which is healthy for me. <laughs> uh, but we will be doing something. I don't know what it is yet. And, and so we'll communicate with, with you by email. We sent out an email on Friday night, I think. Um, many of you would have received it. We'll also put it on the um, 
Facebook site. And if you're not a part of the Facebook site, um, please get a hold of Andrea Olson or myself, uh, and we'll be glad to invite you onto it. Um, uh, my, my personal cell number, if you have prayer requests, um, is 604-313-0075. Um, Six zero four three one three zero zero seven five, and I encourage you to text that because uh, I very often am meeting with people and can't answer the phone, so don't want to disappoint anybody right away. I'm so good at disappointing people. <laughs> uh, so we need to do what what the government is telling us to do, but. First and foremost, we must do what God is saying to do. And um, we, want, we want to continue doing that. This is a very temporary situation, we're told. If it, if it goes on longer than uh, what they're telling us, then we will have to make a choice between God's law and the law of the land. And um, my vote is with God's law. And so we're going to, um, we'll keep you informed about all of those things. Um, we do not want in any way to jeopardize the health or the life of anyone. And, and that's, that's what we're told we're doing if we um, break the law and meet in, in, um, in person. And, and it is not our desire or our goal in any way to have anyone hurt. Uh, it's our goal and our purpose to be about God's business in faith and in purpose and, and um, not to be given to fear. Um, and fear seems to be the, the currency of the day. So um, we have to find a place of joy in him. And there is joy in him because he knows what's going on. He has known since the beginning of the world what, what we're going through right now. This is not a surprise to him. He was not caught off guard. He didn't say, oh, golly, nobody told me Mr. Trudeau was going to get back in. <laughs> he knew it. This is just an aside. This is for free. Um, but I was looking at how God judged the nation in the Old Testament, and and um, um, I'm 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 careful not to draw any direct parallels. But but when God judged the nation, He gave them terrible rulers. You can make up your own mind about those things. <laughs> so. We may be under judgment. <laughs> I want to read from Matthew 25 and give you some <clears throat> direction about about recognizing the Lord. Matthew 25, we'll start at uh, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, oh boy, I think we're closer to that than we think. <laughs> And all the angels with him. What a sight that'll be. Eh? When the, the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him. Whew. 
Then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the, the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you and thirsty and gave you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Yuck. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you do to one of the least of these, you did it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Thank you for your word, Lord. Sobering thoughts. <laughs> Did, were you saying something? Sorry. Okay. There are people that can recognize faces no matter how long ago it was that they, they saw them. There is a guy uh, in uh, England that I was reading about this week, uh, and he um, was, was uh, um, given an award because he was directly responsible for the apprehension of a thousand different criminals uh, during a seven-year span. Um, he, he, would, he, he worked for the police, uh, not as a, a police officer, but as a, a support worker, and, and um, he would go in and look at the mug shots um, every morning, and then he would travel around uh, on the, um, 
their underground and their uh, mass transit and, and that kind of stuff as he was going to do his work and he would he would be able to recognize faces that he saw in the mugshots in the people in the, the streets. And so he was able to <laughs> put it together. Most of us, like I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So like, <laughs> this guy has an amazing memory for faces and, and that's a special talent that very few people have. But he could recognize a face and it, it doesn't matter how long ago he saw it in the, the mugshot book he remembers it. So, so some of them he saw from years and years before, and, they, and he recognized them on, the, on the, the, the subway, or the underground, whatever they call it there. Um, and, and so they, they found this astounding and wanted to recognize the, the wonder of this man. A thousand people that he had connected the two. And, and many of them over the course of time, recognizing a face. Mary was in a position like that. You remember the story of after Jesus was, was uh, crucified, he was placed in a tomb, and they, they didn't complete um, his, his burial, you know, didn't complete the... the the spices and the wrapping and all of that. And so she went uh, early and um, found that the, the stone had been removed. And so she ran back to the, where the disciples were and told them that someone has taken the body. She's assuming grave robbers, perhaps which was not unusual. There was a fair amount, there would have been a fair amount of value in the spices that would have been there. Um, and so Peter and John ran to the tomb and they too found the tomb empty. Mary was back with them. The two of them returned to where the disciples were and Mary, distraught, stayed at the tomb. And then she's, she's, she's asked, um, what are you doing here? And assuming it was the gardener, I think, she said, well, where have you moved the body? And then she heard Mary, and immediately she knew it was the Lord. She knew that Jesus was there. She recognized Jesus. She was familiar with Jesus, and she recognized him. On the road to Emmaus, which is from, uh, uh, where is it, John, no, Luke 24, starting in, in uh, verse 28, two disciples are walking on their way to a, a, a town, and they're commiserating, and they're sad. Uh, and, and Jesus walks beside them and wants to know what they're talking about. And, and they say, haven't you heard? <laughs> and so they go on to tell them the story of how Jesus, uh, this wonderful prophet, this wonderful man, was crucified and, and uh, the whole movement is messed up. And, and, and so then they stop for a um, respite. <laughs> a little bit of, of a meal and maybe, maybe to rest for the night. 
And as they are breaking bread, they recognize that the person they've been talking to is Jesus himself. They recognize the Lord. The Lord was hidden from both Mary and those two disciples. It's a funny thing, you know. You have to have an ability to recognize who it is that you're with. In this scripture reading that we've had today, Matthew 25, verse 31 on, uh, it, it talks about how we can take ourselves into that physical presence of Jesus. And will we be able to recognize him? There is a, a movement in the Presbyterian Church in the USA, uh, and, and it's called Matthew 25 Churches. Uh, you can be a Matthew 25 church if you minister to the hungry, oppressed, imprisoned, and poor in a bold and compassionate fashion. That's all you have to do to be recognized as a Matthew 25 church. People that actually minister to the marginalized in society. Those, that, those are the, the most vulnerable. In this season, this time in the history of mankind, we are being isolated and forced into selfishness. Make sure that you have enough for you and your own and make sure that nobody gets that. That's the subtle message that's out there. You, if somebody is breaking the law, there are, there are easy phone numbers for you to call and let the government know that there, there are people that are not complying. So we're, we're being forced to be against one another. Not just, not just selfish, but actually physically moving against each other in this season. This is unusual for us. It's not unusual for a communist country. They, they perfected all of this stuff. But, but it's unusual for us. And so we're not, we're not sure how to, how to deal with this. So we're being forced more and more into this uh, isolationist culture where, where we don't think positively, compassionately, boldly about others. All of the ministry areas for churches are, have, are being cut off. Compassionate outreaches are being cut off. What, what is happening out there to the vulnerable? Those that are huh, not accepted by society anyway. And what would Jesus have us do at this time? Does, does Jesus tell us when things get tough and you're told to, to, to stay at home and not do anything, which is exactly what they're going to be told in Toronto tomorrow, 
Toronto's on full lockdown. Our biggest city in Canada is on full lockdown tomorrow. Stay at home. Take care of your own. Do not go out. How, how do you have compassion for anyone then? How do you think about anything but your poor life? Oh, poor me. Things, I'm not allowed to do the things that I like to do. I can't entertain myself outside of my house. I can't do the things that kept me going before. This is a weird time to be living in. And yet Jesus doesn't say, go with the flow. Just, just go with what they're saying, and I'll be with you. Now, he will be with us. Absolutely. I have no question. But his, his rules and his laws <laughs> and his direction to us remain the same. There are people out there that are, are definitely worse off than we are. What are we doing for them? Do we recognize them? Because if you do, you recognize Jesus. And when, when the end of days comes, he'll say, you recognized me if we have compassion in this season. So what can we do? We can welcome strangers. Uh, if you go to your place of worship and, and are having personal prayer there and you see someone that you don't know, welcome them. <laughs> Just reach out. They're vulnerable. If you see somebody when you go to get your groceries that looks a little bewildered and not knowing what's going on because because lots of people don't know the rules. And other people are, are yelling the rules at them. And it, like if you, if you don't get it, you just don't get it. We're not, we're not in the moment very often. My, the kids live with us, our, our granddaughters, and, and they work in the movies um, sometimes as extras. And... They follow the COVID protocols and, and all of that. And, and so they're, they're waiting for the, the on-air time, you know, where they're recording. And so they wait and they have their masks on. And so then they get everybody in place. And just before the cameras roll, they say, masks off. And many of the people don't do anything. And so they, they say, masks off again. And they're looking around like, who's got the mask on? <laughs> and then they say, touch your face. Oh, I've got my mask on, so they pull their mask. They're not in the moment. <laughs> we are not in our moment. We are somewhere else. We are not living in the day, many of us. And if you see someone that's bewildered like that, you can, from six feet away... <laughs> Just ask them if they're okay. Okay? Is it going okay today? You... I have a friendly face for you. Underneath this mask is a smile. But there are a lot of people that really are bewildered. And we can reach out to them.
because I know that God will bring them across our path. He just does that. And he has us minister to the one that's in front of us. He does that. And if we have the eyes to see, we can recognize Jesus in them. They may not be, have the same skin tone as us or have the same inflection in their language as us. But they still are Jesus. And we get a chance to be with them, be with him. Second way, there's three ways that I, I marked down. It's just a simple message. So, The second one, first one is welcome the stranger. Second is feed the hungry. Um, we, we have always uh, tried to do that here and tried to make people that are marginalized feel at home and... and uh, uh, made a way for them. Uh, Dominic uh, has done an excellent job of running that ministry for the last number of months. And uh, um, we are feeding the hungry. But there's ways that you can be involved in that too. There's ways that you can contribute to what Dominic's doing or what we're doing as a church, uh, financially or uh, in prayer. Um, but they're in, in your, your neighborhoods, very often there are poor that are, um, or vulnerable that aren't uh, immediately recognizable. And you remember how years ago they, they had those um, mini library things that they popped up everywhere? You know, you put a, a, a cabinet out in front of your house and fill it with the books that you weren't reading anyway. And, and say, you know, uh, you take one, bring it back, <laughs> that kind of thing. There was, they were popping up all over the place. I'd drive around and take books. and <laughs> No, I didn't do that. <laughs> My wife keeps saying when I go into a bookshop, you have a book. <laughs> what do you need another one for? <laughs> she actually does say that in jest. <laughs> But if you were to put canned goods in something like that and put a little sign on the front, anybody that needs it, please take it. And if you have kids around your neighborhood, uh, they love to, to keep track of things like that. And, and they can keep track of what's been taken and what's, uh, what needs to be refilled. And, and so you're, you're reaching out. And you will see, you will have connection with the poor, with those that are hungry. And if we go into full lockdown... where we aren't allowed to go and, and get our groceries anymore, um, your, your very next-door neighbor may be the hungry. We need to remember them as we go forward from now. Like we don't know. I can't see tomorrow. I can't see what's going to be taking place tomorrow. But if it's more oppressive than, than what we're currently in, which would be easy to see, then we need to keep our minds on and, and our thoughts on our neighbors as well and not make it a, um, a bless me club, but, but to remember that we are the church of Jesus Christ. Wherever we are, we take the church and every place that our feet would tread shall be given unto us. 
our neighbors may need. You, you may have very little, like the widow that, that had just, a, just enough to make one cake for her and her sons, and she was going to die. But the, the prophet said, hey, make me a cake. Give me a cake. And because she was willing to do that, she was able to pay off all her debts because the, the prophet saw that the, her, her oil, oil jars were filled and she was able to sell the oil jars. God has ways that we can't even fathom, we can't even think about. He is ultimately creative. And we may get to the place where we are, we think that we're the hungry. But don't be afraid to reach out at a time like that and share. The story of the widow's might, we, we still tell that 2,000 years later. She gave, she gave sacrificially, and she became a saint to every, every person that reads the Bible. Amazing stuff. We need to remember who our God is and that he loves us no matter where we are. And the third one, well, welcome, the first one was welcome the stranger, second feed the hungry, and the third one is care for the sick. There's lots of ways to care for the sick, even if we're not allowed to be with them. We can, we can phone them and encourage them. We can uh, l- let people know that we are available for prayer. You don't have to be uh, in front of somebody to pray for them. We've had a number of healings over the years over, over cell phones, you know, where people were instantaneously healed as we prayed for them just over the phone. Amazing stuff. Don't be afraid in this season. Fear is the, the commodity, the currency of the time. It's, it's what is most available. And, and don't succumb to that right now. The, we, we need to move in the opposite spirit. That's the way God always moves. He is, uh, he, the divine exchange is, is his idea. He will give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. He, he wants to exchange the, the negative or what might be looked at as negative, the negative thing in our lives for something incredibly wonderful. And so, when you hear of someone sick, when someone sick comes across your path, don't act in the old fashion. This is my suggestion to you. Don't, don't say, okay, yeah, well, I'll pray for you and then forget about it. See if you can pray with them right at that moment. Would it be okay if I prayed right now? Very few people turn that down. I've had a few, but very few turn down prayer in the moment. And, and when you go to the Lord, he is the miracle worker. And in a time like this, I, I would be shocked if he didn't move in incredible ways. He is up to something absolutely wonderful. I, I have that sense. I've had it since March. He's not told me what it is, but, but the, when I get with him, I get the the feeling that it's almost there. He's almost ready to reveal what it is that he's doing. Yeah. We will praise him.
So when you reach out to those, you are reaching out to Jesus. Lord, I want to see you. Well, you can see him if you reach out to the vulnerable, to the hungry, to the, the um, unhomed, to the... <laughs> that word just gets me. <laughs> to to um, people that are strangers in this land. They are not a threat to us. They, they are here to allow us to minister in one way or another so that we see Jesus in, in someone that is just new to this country. If we're allowed to roam about freely again and this COVID thing goes away, continue to see Jesus in those things. Pray for the sick. Minister to them. Visit them. Feed the hungry to see Jesus. If we come out of this thing more selfish than we went into it, we're not going to get the gold star. <laughs> we need to move in the opposite spirit again and, and give away, be aware of, of something other than ourselves. Be aware of other people. Be aware that there are needs even greater than I have out there. People that don't know the wonder of the, the salvation message. People that don't know personal relationship with Jesus Christ. People that don't know his comforting voice and his comforting presence. Uh, he, he is the best gift ever. We were, we were promised by our uh, great leader, Mr. Trudeau, that um, a traditional Christmas is out of the question this year. Already he said that, out of the question. You will not be enjoying your Christmas traditionally. Now, how untraditional it's going to be, I don't know. But I'll tell you, there are ways that we can take territory in this time and in this season to, be, to come out of this richer as people, more solidly grounded, more, more able to minister the wonder of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. The passage I read from Matthew said that the goats, that, that's, that's part of the church as I see it. <laughs> And, and they, they were to go to the place that was reserved for the devil and his angels. The demons. And I, I don't want that for anybody. So our, 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 our assignment in this day is to give it away. Give away whatever Jesus asks you to give away. Be about his business. Don't be about selfishness. Don't be feeling sorry for yourself. There's something to occupy us in different ways in this time and in this season. Will we rise up? Will we be found faithful in the day? Those that are found faithful become the heroes of the, of the written word. You, you look through the, 
the Bible, and it's full of people that made lots of mistakes, but because they were found faithful in the day or in the hour of their need, they become heroes of the faith. And we have that opportunity. We have that opportunity within our lifetimes. We were comfortable and unhappy in it. Now we're uncomfortable and we're unhappy in it. <laughs> but we don't have to be unhappy in it. In his presence is fullness of joy. We need to be with him and give away the things that he's made available to us. He will replenish. Give and it shall be given. That's his promise. Give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's how much. <laughs> he's, it, he's absolutely astounding in all he does. So, uh, people at home, would you pray with me? Uh, Lord, if we allowed ourselves in this moment, we could turn to fear and to um, gathering what little we have together in a poverty spirit and try to hold on against the, the, the forces that are outside against us. But Lord, I don't see that in your word. I see in your word instead people that are called in, in times of peril to reach out, to give. Like the three lepers in the, um, um, the siege of Jerusalem. They, they ventured forth from the safe walls of the, the city and found that you had a bounty waiting for them. Let us be found as those people in this day. Would you gird up our loins, O oh God, for the battle that we're in? Strengthen us, encourage us, and allow us to be your mighty warriors as we move forward from this place, ministering to you directly as you present yourself as the vulnerable, the hungry, the poor, the prisoner, the sick. We can minister directly to you in this time and thereby be faithful to you with what you have given us help us to be all that you've called us to lord we have much more than we recognize that we have would you allow your holy spirit to move within us to to be generous in ways that we hadn't even contemplated before to be sensitive to the needs of others even a, an encouraging word or a, a timely phone call, a prayer of encouragement. We can give those away in abundance in this season, Lord. We don't have to be whole up and waiting for the, the, the other shoe to drop. We can be about your business and, and setting forth our feet into the, uh, the territory that you have set before us. Help us to be about your, your business. Help us to be your church, your lighthouse in this dark world, Lord. Help us to be all that you've called us to be because we know that you want us to. 
We love you so much, Lord. Would you bless each one in each home that's represented here today? I don't even know how far away people are watching us from, but we're joined as a church together in this prayer. The world can stop us from meeting in person, but they can't stop us from being your church. And so we want to do that very thing, Lord, by your strength and your goodness alone. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you.